I got chills, they're multiplying, and I'm losing control. Oh my God, I guess I shouldn't sing that during a pandemic, jeez. Oh my God. Sorry, guys. This is on the PA. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode six of On the P.A., uh, so good to be here, but again, doing a podcast like this, uh, sometimes you attract the attention of potential sponsors. Uh, so here's one that, uh, along with Insurrection Spray, uh, decided to hit me up and wanted me to promote their stuff. So this is neither a real sponsor nor true, but let's roll with this before we get right into our discussion with Ali Moore. So here's a message from our fake sponsor. I don't need to wear a mask. I have hand sanitizer that will keep me safe enough. Oh, come on! From the good people at the Gotcha Company comes Red Handed, a hand sanitizer that marks true patriots who don't believe in vaccines but want to keep their hands clean. Are you tired of listening to friends and loved ones bitch and moan about masks and their right to refuse to wear one, but insist that they actually do? Tired of wanting to scream, you're a liar, Stephanie, and your startup business is stupid, while biting your lip and feeling a major organ shut down due to the bile you can't release? Well, Red Handed is the sanitizer that dyes hands red when used, going on clear as a CDC health report, but within minutes dyes the hands a bright scarlet, permanently marking them as part of the problem. Are you afraid that the name will give it away? Assure them red-handed is a nod to their political beliefs and even comes with a miniature flag. See which of your friends and neighbors, colleagues, and immediate family are just part of the problem. Just like Lady Macbeth, you can't get this damn spot out. From the makers of I Know He Cheatin', infidelity-detecting underwear that dyes the crotch a section blue if he be cheating, comes this new gotcha product to weed out the Karens and Covidiots in your bubble, red-handed at a store near you. Allie Moore, Allie Moore, she's a comedian. Okay. I'm just going to stop that there. I have the privilege to talk to the talented, witty, urbane, and just a little bit self-deprecating Allie Moore. She is a comedian on fire and has burst onto the scene in the last two years, and I, for one, have taken notice. She has appeared in many of our major shows, especially Taps, Laughs, and Apps, and she was a semifinalist in the unfortunately canceled Last Niagara's Top Comic of 2020, thanks to our little friend and buzzkill, COVID-19. I had a chance to sit down and talk to Allie, and our conversation raged out of control, and I decided to make it into a two-parter because it was just that funny. Uh, We start our first initial talk all about what it's like to say, how you doing, and give a genuine response, and then we talk about everything from our first intro into comedy, our experience in high school theater, and our mutual love of a little little play that you might know called 
Greece. So this is my conversation with Ali Moore. Part one, Ali Moore, Ali Moore. Did you get very far? Ali Moore. Hello. Hello. Hello, my darling. How are you? Oh, I'm just fine. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm tired, actually. I, <laughs> I've been sitting yeah, at this just desk. just fine with a lie. I don't know why I, uh, I had to start this with a lie. <laughs> well, I mean, most do. It's okay. Um, you know, it, no one ever says how they're really, like, if you say, how are you doing? No one actually says how they're really doing. That would how, be an upsetting day. <laughs> how inappropriate would it be if you were like, how are you? And I went, never been worse. <laughs> feeling right on the edge today exactly it can go either way <laughs> editor's note at a certain point during our conversation here uh ali's phone acts weird and speeds up her voice that or she is in fact being possessed by the spirit of an auctioneer take a listen this may be my last conversation you never know <laughs> We don't, we're not afraid to get down to like, uh, but it's going to go out of the bank. <laughs> so how have you not been? Early, early on, not even 60 seconds. Let's get... No, I mean, I, uh, there's no time. Not to great. Yeah. Truly. Uh, you know, I mean, I am a, a Leo, so I just miss human beings so very much. Um, yes. And I feel like my, uh, my mental health really, really thrives on the energy of other people. So right now, and as much as I love my sister, who is my best friend in the whole world and um, the, the best person to be locked up with, um, it just feels like I'm staring into a mirror all day, every day. <laughs> Editor's note number two. It happens again, and either it's the auctioneer ghost or she is, in fact, my small wonder robot. I'm not sure. Take a listen. This is spoiler for the internet right now. We're frequent. Uh, three and a half years. Oh, okay. Okay. It's like the perfect um, amount of time, like that. She's not my, she's not my kid sibling because she's two years younger than me, but she's not so many years younger than me that she's my actual child. <laughs> yeah, like people didn't like wonder in high school, you know. Exactly. Well, we she started grade nine as I started first year, and that's great because you know what? Then you you don't have that like shadow in of, school like, dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think that that was. You know, I had a lot of friends that had older siblings, but it was only for like a year they were there and that was kind of it. And they let them kind right. of find their but, own way. And the worst year, like of all of the years for you to be there, that you, your sibling would be in grade nine and for you to be in grade 12. Like that, uh, uh, what a terrible place to start. I know, right? It's like, look, you better end up cool because like I have a reputation, okay? <laughs> exactly. And I'm still here. So I have to be like, oh, sorry about that. At least if I'm gone and you ruin my reputation, they're going to go, oh, look at Allie's kid sister being a freak. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, you know, I wasn't me. <laughs> exactly. So um, in preparation, I, I tend to uh, do some research and uh, that equates to me lurking your social media. And uh, so fun. I noticed that... Uh, in terms of, if we're talking about duplicity, uh, you recently staged a photo shoot for National Sibling Day because you didn't have any photos that you felt were acceptable to post on that day. Naturally. Now, was that a vanity thing or was just, you know, you, you wanted ones that were a little more like, you know, sisters, united, you know, were there not, what made the rest unacceptable? Let's put it that way. 
Editor's note number three, Allie's phone accidentally dies, or as she put it, commits suicide. But like a trooper, she finds her way back. Take a listen. Allie, are you there? Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me now? No! And we're back. What's up? Hey, hey. Now- <laughs> so you, uh, I just actually got a, a, an invitation to uh, participate in something known as Underwhelming. Ooh, how interesting. Yes. And I was like so intrigued because a little uh, preface to this, uh, I was asked by Zach Shade to do the exact same thing, but this was like in the fall, like in September. And he wanted me to also like tape a bit of like uh like stand up to like air. So I did all that and I sent it in because I'm like really like punctual and stuff. And uh, then nothing really came of it. Like sure. it just kind of that was it. Like I sent all that in and then he said he was gonna come back into the date and then that was kind of it. So uh Zach, if you're listening, like WTF man. <laughs> Zach, you're a punk ass bitch. What the hell? So but I'm really, really pumped because I, I was watching a bit of it today. I was watching one with actually Zach on it, uh, just to sort of get like the vibe, the feel, the you know the 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 mojust the um i'm really excited it seems like it's really fun to tell me how'd you get involved in that uh so they needed a fourth uh who wasn't a bearded white man and i am only bearded and white so i got to be the fourth <laughs> it's like the crap um and exactly it's truly it feels like the uh i feel among company in this burly group of men where i have the deepest voice you know um and and an accent but it's a lot of fun and i had never played dungeons and dragons before so it was uh i was really i'd been eager to play because a friend of mine um had talked it up a lot so i was worried that i was gonna come in and fall flat on my face and that's, I mean, hey, you know, if it, it, basically the first rule I read was there are no rules. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> and the second rule is stab randos and it will get laughs. Yeah. And then I was asked, like, uh, this is when Zach asked me, uh, and I'll probably, I carried over with Mitch that uh, I have to like sort of create a character, but Mitch said he'd do that. But mine was sort of like a, like warlock witchy like i just want like dark power that i can yield on people so like i'm not so much about stabbing is yeah. more like i'm i'm picturing like you know fire or lightning out of my fingertips type of deal you know what i mean <laughs> like i just want to say sure. to somebody like you know did you did, did thou looks at me the wrong way well burn for it you know what i mean and like what the fuck <laughs> Of course. Did you bite your thumb at me, sir? <laughs> I did bite my thumb at thee, sir. Um, so you never played before. That was my next question. And uh, like, how easy is it to sort of pick up? Um, super easy. Uh, the first episode, I had like quite a few questions, but by number two, like I felt pretty self sufficient, and like I read my character sheet on my own time and started to like um not be a fucking idiot and like piece <laughs> things together. Like, for example, in the first few episodes, Mitch used to, like, calculate how much damage something would do for me with a weapon. And then I read my sheet and I was like, oh, if I wasn't a doorknob, like, I could have probably figured out how to do that math on my own. Um, so now I kind of feel like less like a, a 
deer on new legs, you know? Yeah. And now I'm like a giraffe on ice skates. A little more graceful. <laughs> it's really subversive, but it's kind of like like goth in that like it's that kind of subculture has always been around. Like since Dungeons and Dragons has been, that's never gone away. Right. I was just talking to uh, uh, Dan Brennan from Hamilton, whom I'm yes. sure you know, uh, yes. just the other day. And he was saying that his brother, like when he was a kid, played Dungeons and Dragons. And he's got to be at least 112. So, like, <laughs> the game is just so old. Yeah. And so I guess he then in the game, he's immortal. So in life, he's immortal. If that's the case, then I, I got exactly. to add that Precisely. in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Ah! You gotta speak up. Other than that, like, what else do you do to, like, pass the time and stuff? Like, how do you keep your sanity from, like, you know, going completely off the the edge of the cliff in this this time of mental health apocalyptica? I don't know. I made that word up, but anyway. Truly, um, the apocalyptica uh, reigns, (laughs) it runs freely through me every day. Um, So here's the thing. I'd love to say that I've protected my sanity through all of this, and I'm totally fine, but I don't think I'm okay. Uh, I've played a lot of Sims 4 and I'm really invested. Like, oh, really? I play them I play them POV so it's like I'm them and I have stuff to do. You know? Like, I'm really invested. Do you have goggles and everything? No, that would be, <laughs> that would be weird except maybe if you like had an extra pair I would borrow them but, you know, <laughs> that would be strange. I have, like, a it's a sort of like a cheap pair you put your phone in the front and like slam or shut and uh there's oh, all yeah, these yeah. programs and apps that you can download and it's like the one is like there's all these situations where it's like i'm in front of like a seance type what's the word I'm looking for? fortune teller i don't know why i struggled with that word um and it's 360 so everywhere i look i can see something and like as she's talking like shadows are moving and stuff like it's genuinely terrifying <laughs> I- you have been uh a rising star in the Niagara comedy scene. It's not to go unnoticed. Oh and God, I remember no. uh, the last time I think we really uh, hung out, one of the hung out, hanged out, hung out, uh, was the Faux Wards. Yes. That was a night to remember. What a lovely day. I was just looking at pictures from that the other day. Um, how fun. That was the first time I got to wear the that cool blazer and those cool red and black pants. And you rock them very hard. So those of you listening that are like, what the hell are they talking about? Uh, in November of 2020, uh, Levi Mann, who was on the show previous, uh, decided to have a, a Christmas party, which was all very socially distanced and safe, at TAPS, where we do TAPS, Laughs, and Apps, uh, his show. And uh, he had uh, an award ceremony that was a, a non-award ceremony, which was giving sort of a, a nods out to the people in the Niagara community as and other communities at large for different topics, all right? And uh, Ali and I were there, and it was a wonderful time. Uh, but one thing that I've, I was talking to actually Taylor about was how we've had now an absence of Top Comic for like two years now. Like It would be starting now. We'd be into the thick of it now. Right. Which is you insane were, to think. And you would have entered then, obviously. Um. Yes, actually, uh, it's funny. All of the guys on Underwhelming don't count 2020. Uh, Top Comic is having counted because... Not everybody got to go, but I was a semi-finalist in that one, so I like to count it. But I think that you have a genuine shot at it because I've seen you develop uh, over the time that I've met you. I don't even remember the, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember the first time I actually met you, but like, you know, I when I'm immediately impressed with somebody, I kind of watch them 
And I think, mm-hmm, huh, mm-hmm. So I've always been really impressed with you. Your delivery is the one thing I really admire because you know timing very, very well. And that is so hard for a lot of people to to master or mistress. That's, this, <laughs> this is so nice. I'm uh, sorry. I just feel I'm just uh, sitting at the spa, just getting jerked. This is the best. This is the best day. Um, thank you. That's all so kind. Uh, I was once an actor in my youth, so I have yeah. that sort of background, which definitely helps. Um, and then I think comedic timing, like you just start, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a life learner, a lifelong learner. I love um, to learn new things and to pick up and to improve. So like watching pros like you and Levi and Taylor um, and Mitch and all of these, uh, Rob, Matt Scarfone, all these heavy hitters, it's really hard not to learn. Like I, you start to pick it up pretty quickly. And I mean, you guys are giving away trade secrets left, right, and center. I don't know if you've ever noticed. (laughs) Well, you know what? Uh, The one thing I think maybe you'll agree with me, like when I started, you know, I was terrified because I thought like, is this going to be like a lot of comedians that are kind of all, you know, involved in themselves? Is there a lot of competition? Is it cutthroat? Is it, you know, any divas? But like, I, I think you can attest, like, it's one of the most welcoming communities ever. Like, I've been to Truly, in, in other circles, and they don't have the same camaraderie. And if they do, it's a little bit like you're not quite in form. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. again, like, you know, the, 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 the we're all so proud of each other, and we all promote each other. And that's even why, like, we're doing this. You know, like, I wanted to do this because, you know, I'm so vain. But <laughs> it just kind of filled right. that void. Naturally. But I also want to talk to my friends again. Like, you know, it's been... I've been here, like, I feel like I'm in, like, you know, my tower in Isengard, just, like, listening to what the kids are doing, you know, in the co-op behind me. And my other question oh, hey, you know, let's blaze it up. Uh, When you said you acted (laughs) when you are younger, and so did I, what, what, do you remember, like, what was your favorite role? Like, were you a star in any of your productions? I'm assuming you were talking about was. Of course, I was the star in all of the productions, Patrick. Right. Um, Well, except the first one. The first one I did not, I wasn't even main stage, but it's fine. We don't talk what about the first one. What was the first, first one, play? But uh, grade, um, so in grade nine, we, like, my high school career is what I count, like, the first, like, real theater, you know what I mean? Like, performing yeah. for hundreds of people. Right. Um, but we did, uh, you know the Samuel French plays, like, in the, yes. the colored books? Uh-huh. Uh, we did this play about high school students who were so, um, psychologically advanced that they had to spend a period every day acting like kindergarten students um so we did the whole play as kindergarten students and then at the end we were like and i'll see you in ap biology good day my friend like it was all it was so goofy um what's it called do you remember i uh smarty pants even on the main stage for that no okay so here's the problem i got twin casted the first year but the oh. guy i got twin casted with never came to rehearsal never came he literally missed the dress rehearsal the day of like the a competition performance like for the series festival and i was like oh man i'm gonna get to do it like because i got to perform a couple of shows because twin cast uh right. and then um he miraculously recovered right before the show recovered as in like he was injured or sick like what happened there he was uh said he had felt ill during dress rehearsals so then i was like oh my god it's my chance uh and then before this um i think he had just eaten uh like a triple baconator at lunch and just didn't really (laughs) 
feel like he, he wasn't in the mood to be a, you have to like that in that role we'd like throw ourselves on the floor um the part like my partner and I specifically yes. and it was so aggressive but now I can I could probably death drop like if I learned yes um, queen but it was just it was so much and I just think he didn't want to do it that day yeah that you can't have said, that much salted um, pork I've... in you and like do a death drop you know what I mean like exactly. that's a lot of animal <laughs> suffering inside of you <laughs> Truly. And we used to, and I'll, I'll never forget, we, our, our director thought it was this ingenious thing that we had these like black, we painted these wooden boxes black so that we could use them like desks and chairs. We used those cubes from grade nine to 12. Like they became the prop. Oh, I have, um, well, we, we have the and, cubes. Let me tell you, even as a teacher, we like, oh, we still, the cubes are a mainstay in high school theater. <laughs> The cube because I what you can use the cubes for everything and they can strike so quickly. Miss B used to love that, but we used to like keep our crayons and shit because remember we were children. We used to keep our crayons and shit in the boxes. We also all wrote profane things in the boxes with crayons. Um, <laughs> and, and so you know he just didn't want to fling himself to the floor because he was gonna have to puke into the box. That was the long gotcha. walk for that short drink of And water. the the irony of that, that is being that, said. You know, uh, you're yeah. using these blocks and like you're in a school filled with desks and chairs. <laughs> right. And it was like, that was so hard. We couldn't drag that onto the stage. <laughs> but now we're going to have the concept of a desk. <laughs> Truly. But uh, as a reward for being um, half of a child in grade nine, I got to be Frenchie in Greece in grade 10. And that was <sighs> truly one of the best years of my life. The, the first play that I really got to sort of sink my teeth into as a director co-directing was Grease and uh, it's such a great because mm. like you got to like it's the most fun I mean it, the music's great and we did like the uncensored salty version of Grease like with the pregnancy fun. and stuff we got to do cigarettes mm. so yeah we took it to the limit baby that's the best we uh well, we got to use the music on smoke. stage that they was cool to. They're the pink ladies. Like, come on. It's the whole we we smoked. That was that was like one thing that our director was like, well, I mean, I guess, but it was Catholic high school. It was Catholic high school. I mean, and you understand this, um, being teaching in the falls, but it was Catholic high school in Port Colburn, so we couldn't say Fongul. Oh my god. In the production. <laughs> because too many um upset like Italian yeah. grandparents on Mother's Day were gonna lose their minds. Yeah, so and get I it. just thought that like we could it's so funny to me that that's the big word we had to cut. That was the line in the sand. Yeah. And you know what? In you saying that there was something it wasn't that word, but there was a word we had to cut and I forget what it was. But it was it wasn't even it wasn't even it was just the innuendo was a little bit too strong there. It was I think one of Rizzo's lines and I think it alluded to like a gang gang or something like that. And we're like, yeah, this is a little yeah. bit too much for high school. <laughs> like, let's uh, maybe just cut that one out. Of course. What a the, the purest character of them all. Of course. Um, We also we the girl who played Sandy was. A, OK, I'm going to air out my dirty laundry oh. live on the air for somebody who's never going to listen to this podcast. Ashley Fisher. Light him up, cool honey. Torch now, him. Let's go. Let's go. School, man. Spill the tea. <laughs> listen, girl, we had beef, and you knew it, and I knew it, <laughs> and everything's fine now, and your priv account's really cool, but listen, you made a great 
nerd Sandy. You made a terrible slutty Sandy. Oh. And I'm going to tell you that here, live on this podcast, you're never going to listen to. But homie, you know it. I know it. We needed somebody to be like a body double. And it was, and it was, and Ash, you looked great. You were awesome. But why wouldn't you put makeup on? She didn't put makeup on? She was like, I have a skin condition and I, oh, I have really sensitive skin. And I was like, it's stage makeup, babe. We all have boils coming off of our forehead. Yeah. Put some eyeliner on, god damn it. Yeah, or like, we could even use Sharpie. I know that makes negative. Right. Just put on more lipstick. Like, figure yeah. it out. Like, or just get, like, one of those well, uh, like, chapsticks that are, have, like, a bit of the, the coloring in it. You know, at least that's your, more your speed. Tell me more, tell me more. Sure, pinch your cheeks. Let's get some rouge <laughs> happening. But it was just, oh, I, we were all so heartbroken. Um, but, well, it deflates that uh, final we, reveal. The cappies that year was good. Yeah, true. Uh, uh, truly, it went. For, it was. Just, oh God, it went. It was such. It was the most lukewarm transition. It's <laughs> when girls rip off a skirt in Drag Race to reveal a leotard. You're like, that was nothing. You yeah, just like Michelle Visage would be batting her eyes, like, oh, like don't rely on that. Like that wasn't exactly. That was not transcendent. You better work. It, you either get somebody who, like, you know, has to sort of be taught to be slutty or they kind of nail it. And I don't think they really want to nail it because they're thinking, like, you know, I don't want the people to think it comes too easily to me. But still, it's like, it's theater. Of course. It's like loosen up. Who in high school didn't go from sweater wearing goody goody to hardcore leather slut? I mean, come on. It's a rite of passage. Tune in next week for part two of my conversation with comedian Ali Moore, where we talk about uh, being a woman in comedy, and we even play a little game called What's the Worst? So tune in for that next week. I'd like to thank Ali for being such a wonderful guest, and uh, I'll thank you all for listening, and I hope that no one who has anything to do with Grease or its subsidiaries sues me for any of the tape references that I've used. Uh, On the PA is written, produced, and... Well, not acted, but spoken by Patrick Alexander, who is me. I'm just talking in the third person. I mean, I've been alone for so long, it's becoming very normal. So uh, thanks for tuning in for episode six. Episode seven will drop next week. And uh, if you want some red-handed hand sanitizer, click on the link in my bio. But don't, because it takes you to like a hardcore porn site. Ah. (laughs)